People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Bizarre Tales. This week, we are graced with just me. So yeah, sorry about that. Lee's not with us. Uh, Lee's not with us because it's Christmas and we are separated for Christmas. Believe it or not, we both have our own families to deal with. Um, I have not been very well, unfortunately, over the last couple of weeks. And have certainly not been at a recording capacity shall we say um my voice has been very croaky very bad and i didn't really want to put an episode out when it's like that so unfortunately this was supposed to be your christmas episode but it is going out a little bit late so i hope you all accept my sincere apologies for this but we're going to talk about an icelandic culture and an icelandic christmas story now Many of you have probably heard of Gryla. Have you heard of her children? She has 13. Gryla and the Yule Lads. Okay, so on the morning of December the 12th, you have to bear with me, by the way, guys. A lot of these are Viking uh, or Icelandic words. So I'm going to do my best to pronounce them. If I do pronounce any wrong and somebody wants to correct me, Please feel free. Send us a like a little voice clip of them, and then I can repronounce them correctly on the next episode. Just to to apologise. So some of you do have us on Facebook. I'm sure you can send us a voice clip on there and just say you've said that wrong, um, and it should be said like this. So if you do have any problems, let me know. But anyway, we'll start again. Sorry. On the morning of December the twelfth, Icelandic children will wake up with a smile on their faces and butterflies in their bellies. The reason? Yule lads, or as we like to call them in Icelandic, Jólsvenir. And not only are there 13 of them, but there is also Gryla, their mum, and Lepaludi, their dad. And let's not forget about their Christmas cat. The eve before December the 12th, everyone who believes in the Yule lads will put a shoe on the window and keep it there for 13 days. This is the window sill, by the way, not balanced on the window. This particular number has to do with the number of Icelandic Jólasvnir, or Jólads, or Icelandic Santa Clauses. So believe it or not, in Iceland, they don't have a Santa Claus. They have the 13 Jólads. Every night until Christmas, a new Yule lad will visit the window and place a small gift in the shoe. This is not as creepy as it sounds. For many, the Yule lads are the best part of the days leading up to Christmas. You might be thinking, what? 13 Yule lads? That's way too many. But wait, even that's not all. The family actually consists of 13 Yule lads who are all brothers, their mum Gryla and their dad, 
Lapaludi, and also their cat. This is not any ordinary cat, though. Now, the story goes that there there was, at one point, hundreds of these Yule lads, um, but they've whittled it down throughout the centuries, down to just 13. So firstly, we'll talk about Gryla. Gryla is the mother of the Yule lads. She's in charge, and she is pretty damn scary. She is a troll, and not as an insult, she's an actual troll. You know the type. She has the uncanny ability ability to detect children and detect when children are not behaving all year round. During Christmas, she leaves her home in the mountains to hunt the naughty children and makes a stew out of them. According to the legend, there's never a food shortage for this feisty troll. Now, Leparludi is Gryla's second husband. Her first husband, she killed and ate. Gryla's husband and father, your lads, he's not known for doing much around the house. And I'm pretty sure we all know someone like that. But not much else is known about this big-nosed man. He's never been seen kidnapping or cooking children, but he does what eat whatever Gryla cooks. So he, too, sounds a bit of a dodgy character. I'm not too sure about a man who eats boiled children. Doesn't really sit very well with me. The Christmas Cat. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Many of you have probably heard of the Yule Cat before. But the Christmas Cat is known as Yola Koturin. Again, like I said, apologies for pronunciation. It is a vicious, black, hairy animal that hunts children who don't receive something new to wear for Christmas. And then it eats them. It comes as no surprise that he's a house pet of Gryla and her husband. And the installation of the Christmas cat made out of thousands of lights stands in Reykjavik, which is the capital of Iceland. Uh, in fact, it's the capital of Finland, I believe. Anyway, stands in Reykjavik during the Christmas season to make sure that if you visit, you have to be wearing new clothes. Now, on to the main event. Why we're all here. We'll talk about the Yule Lads. Now, it's important to keep in mind that the Yule Lads have not always been considered nice lads. If somewhat rough around the edges in the olden days, they used to go around stealing and breaking into people's houses, and many believe that the legend started around homeless, poor and hungry men who were just trying to survive in the winter of Iceland. Slowly throughout the centuries, much about them, except their names, has changed. Now, the 13 Yule lads, they all have Icelandic names, and they're very hard to pronounce, but they all have a British or an English translation. So for this... I am going to use the English version because, let's be honest, my pronunciations haven't been good so far. 
Uh, let's not try and embarrass ourselves any further. So the first Yule lad arrives on December the 12th, and he is known as Sheep Cod Clod. Sheep. See, I'm not even getting the English right. Sheep Coat Clod. The first Yule lad. And he is said to suck milk from the sheep and was known for having two wooden peg leg feet. So guard your sheep on December the 12th. On December the 13th, Gully Gork, the second Yule lad, he is known to hide in barns and steal the throth from the milk buckets. Not too sure why he'd steal that, but that's what he does. On December the 14th, Stubby, the third of the Yule lads, comes on the 14th, and he is known for being unusually short and stealing pans to eat the crusts that are left on them. Yeah, there we go. The fourth Yule lad comes on the night before the 15th of December. And he is called Spoon Licker. I'm pretty sure we can guess what he does. But he is known for being tall, thin, and stealing long wooden spoons just to lick them. The fifth Yule Lad comes on the night before the 16th of December. And he is known as Pot Licker. So again, I'm pretty sure we're getting the gist of it. He is known to steal leftovers from pot from the pots and lick the pots clean so make sure where people would place their askur which is a plate used for all meals he then stole the askur and ate from it beginning to get a uh, a pattern here of what these guys are actually doing the seventh yule lad comes the night before the 18th of december and he is called door slammer He's the loudest one, and he is known to slam doors, uh, especially during the night time. So, these guys are more tricksters than uh, actual, well, the historical text that makes them out to be more tricksters than what we would perceive today as friendly people who are coming in and leaving presents. The 8th of the Yule Lad comes on the 19th, or the night before the 19th, sorry, and he is called Skir Gobbler. Now, for those of you who have ever had Skir before, you will understand why they have an entire uh, character just built to eating it. Uh, it is possibly one of the greatest yogurts ever invented, and it's an Icelandic yogurt. Um, and yeah, I, I totally get his point, you know, to me. I think I'd break into people's houses to steal it. It's wonderful. If you've never had it before, go and get it. But that's what he does. He's obsessed with the Icelandic yogurt of Skir. And he uh, breaks into the house just to eat it. The 9th of the Yule Lad comes on the eve of the 20th of December. And he is called Sausage Swiper. Yeah. So, uh, if you hide your sausages he, you might be safe because this little bugger hides in the rafters and steals the sausages that were being smoked so in Iceland uh, and a lot of Scandinavia they smoke their sausages in a separate house or in a separate smoke shed um, this guy would hide in there 
just to come down and steal your sausages. Um, yeah, Scandinavian smoked sausage is one of the best in the world. So, again, I'm totally with this. I'm I'm totally behind these Yule lads and what they're doing. Well, some of them. I'm not totally behind licking someone's bowl. But uh, anyway, this one's a bit weird. Not going to lie. The 10th Yule lad comes on the night before the 21st of December. He's called Window Peeper. This is pretty creepy now. I mean, he's probably the creepiest one. He would peek inside people's windows to see if there was anything to steal. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about that. You know, if uh, is he looking for things to steal or is he just a bit of a peeping Tom? I don't know. Either way, it's a bit creepy. I mean, these... If you look at pictures of these Yule lads, they're called Yule lads. They're not. These are... These are what we would, I would probably consider look a bit more like gnomes. Um, so I think if I woke up and saw a gnome staring through my window, sort of three and a half, four foot gnome, yeah, I think I'd probably crap my pants, to be honest. Um, the 11th Yule Lad comes on the night before the 22nd of December. Uh, he's called Doorway Sniffer. Again, you know, each to their own, not a dish called, uh, again, bear with me here, Laufbraug. Laufbraug? Laufbraug. Someone get me on that. Laufbraug, that's what I've got. I've never seen the letter on the end of it. It's like a, an upside down nine with an X on the end. Really confusing letter. I've never seen that in my life. But that's what that guy does. He's a, a doorway sniffer. Really weird. The 12th of the Yule Lads comes on the night before the 23rd of December. He is called Meat Hook. Um, yeah, basically, he steals meat. So you've got someone who steals the sausages, someone who steals your yogurt, someone who now steals your meat, someone who specifically is looking for your favourite meal to steal, and someone who is looking through your window for something to steal i think that's a bit weird to be honest now this last one this is the one that would probably annoy my wife more than anything and uh, i don't know if there's any ladies listening if you would agree with me on this one um but i think this could be one of the worst things for a woman the 13th yule lad comes on the night before the 24th of december and he is called Candle Stealer. Now, my house is riddled top to bottom with candles. So if someone was to break in and steal the candles, I think my wife would have a heart attack. Um, he is the one who followed the children to steal their candles. Now, in this time, obviously, candles used to be made of fat rather than wax. Um, so, yeah, he pretty much was looking to probably steal the candles possibly even eat them as well so i don't think it would have been the same as uh eating candles nowadays but that is essentially the story of the yule lads they are a very very ch strange group of well group of men group of boys i don't know a, a group of gnomes they're not gnomes but like i said they do look like gnomes but the story is an Icelandic tradition. And mo much like a lot of Norse 
um, and Scandinavian stories, they are passed down via word of mouth. And they're passed down time after time after time. And the stories do change ever so slightly. This is one that has, as far as I'm aware, never changed. Now, I do agree with the fact that it does state at the beginning that there was a possibility that these were just a group of hungry, homeless men um, and a lot of this sort of happened at the time and that's where the stories came from because they've not broke in to steal anything valuable or you know to steal the table or the silverware or anything like that they're essentially stories of of hungry boys who have nothing to eat so they're coming in to lick the leftovers out of the bowls and the plates and the spoons and to steal the sausages from the smokehouse and things like that so i think it's more to do with a case of looking after what you have and protecting your own home and again the the new tradition of putting the the boot out or putting a shoe out um i believe a lot of people in iceland now put a stocking out because it's a lot easier to fill which again is where you're your stocking comes from um and the story of santa claus is is sort of not relevant to to that area of the world which i find very strange because they are a european country um they are a western country and i would make the assumption that santa claus being a very western person is all of the west but obviously he's not um i don't even know if santa claus is celebrated around the world i'm not sure it's not something i know very much about but the fact is these stories are are traditional to icelandic culture and it's a different celebration you know a lot of the old sort of scandinavian countries they celebrate yule which is a, a different festival to modern Christianity. In fact, while I've got you on this episode, just uh, I'll give you a bit of a, a background on Yule. Um, Yule is actually a pagan festival um, which followed the midwinter solstice from normally around sort of the 20th to 21st of December. Um, and it celebrates the return of the sun um, as the days are slowly starting to get longer again. Um, the festival involves lots of drinking, consuming of slaughtered animals, um, and it lasted up to 12 days. So this is where Yule comes from, and this is essentially the 12 days of Christmas that was hijacked by the by the Christianity. Um, in Scandinavia, it's still a tradition to leave food outside. Um, this is usually porridge or butter and um, for those of you who know a little bit about fairies a lot of people do say if you leave butter outside um, it can appease the fairies um, and if you've got little red capped uh, spirits um, they are more appeased by the butter and porridge um, and this is why we have the tradition of leaving food which is usually cookies um, and milk out for father christmas so 
that's where that tradition comes from. Another tradition in Scandinavia is that of the Christmas goat, um, whose origins have sort of been lost uh, throughout time. But the Yulbok, uh, or Yul goat, is nowadays usually made from straw, which indicates uh, it was probably once an offering in a harvest. So it's sort of like um, like a sacrifice almost. Uh, other traditions have a man dressing up as a goat in Yuletide, um, which could be a distant memory of a pagan fertility ritual. Um, I would say it could also go into the fact that if you go back into Norse paganism, which is where I look at things, uh, Norse paganism, Thor's chariot is actually pulled by two goats. So I'd say that's possibly got a bit of a link there. Pulled by a flying goat. So if you go even further, you look at Odin, who uh, has a horse called Sleepnir, uh, a horse that has eight legs, a horse that flies. Um, Santa's sleigh is pulled by uh, eight reindeer. Odin's chariot is pulled by a horse with eight legs. Um, there's links there. Um, Yule is the turning of the year when, as the days starting to get longer, the Nordic people celebrate the end of the year, the return of the sun, and the completion of another year cycle. This is like the death of one year, the rebirth of another, or as the Christians would put it, the death of one year and the rebirth of the son of God, not the son, the son of God. So you can see there are quite a lot of links between Yule and Christmas. Now obviously Yule predates Christianity, paganism predates Christianity. Um, so, you know, this is, I, I did an episode for those of you who follow my podcast as well, which is This Week in History. Um, I did an episode, I believe it was last year on the origins of Christmas. Um, and I, compared all of these things I went into quite a lot of detail um on the comparisons between pagan yule and christian christian christmas um and there's loads by the way absolutely loads but i linked it back to to the point of saying the reason christianity managed to spread so far and become such a powerful dominant religion in the world it was the fact that it was able to take these parts of paganism it was able to look at things like the birth of their their lord jesus christ um which majority of people will admit he was born sometime in the summer um but they moved it to christmas they moved it to the 25th of december um because they knew that they could incorporate all of the pagan traditions into their version of Christianity and change the way people think about it. And what that does, although a lot of people uh, who are agnostic or atheist um, would sit there and say, well, this is why Christianity is a load of rubbish. Um, I'm a pagan myself, um, but I look at it as this is Christianity using their own version of paganism and it's them explaining what they want to explain and how they want to explain it and by incorporating traditional 
pagan values and traditional um, pagan traditions, they are able to get a lot of people to conform over to their way of thinking because they're not changing very much. They're not changing too much. You come in with a new idea and you want the rest of the world to listen to it and it's completely different to what they believe. Most people aren't going to believe it. They're not going to listen. But if you incorporate what they believe already and change it a little bit to meet your narrative, all of a sudden you've got the most widespread religion in the world. And that's where Christianity is is fantastic, where it has taken and progressed throughout throughout the world. Um, there are many many links to paganism um, more than you would ever believe so if you are interested in that like I said if you are interested in the Christmas one um, I've done an episode on the original version of Christmas I've done one on the original version of Halloween as well Um, so the real story behind Halloween they're all over um, on the other podcast in fact I may even send them over to Lee and get them uploaded uh, onto this podcast as well um, because I think they are fantastic episodes for you guys um, to listen to Um, so I know a lot of people probably don't want to listen to a a historical podcast Um, so I'll I'll see if Lee agrees and we'll we'll post them up on here Um, but yeah thank you for listening guys and I'm, I'm sure many of you who listen to my voice regularly will hear that my voice still isn't 100% but I didn't want to go into the new year without giving you a podcast so we are recording this at 7 o'clock at night on New Year's Eve so for those of you in Australia happy new year because you guys are well you've had you're at what 6 o'clock in the morning 7 o'clock in the morning there so happy new year to you guys Uh, to all you Americans uh, you're at 12 o'clock Uh, all the way I would say to two o'clock depending on whether you're east coast or west coast so yeah you've got a bit of a wait um but yeah thank you for listening guys um me and Lee say every every single week um the best way to support the show is to get onto Facebook to leave us a review or if you can afford it get onto Apple subscription if you're on listening through Apple um, or onto Patreon. It's the best way to support the show. Um, and it means going forwards into the new year, me and Lee are planning on getting out a lot more shows. So the more support we get from you guys, the more motivation we've got to get more shows out. So thank you for listening. I do apologize for the lateness of this episode, but I do hope you'll forgive me with uh, not being very well. And uh, we will see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. Oh, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. Mm-hmm.